Hey, my friend, this is Rick Renner, and today is my last teaching in a brand new series called Accepting Your God-Assigned Place, and today I'm going to wrap it up, but first I want to tell you something. This is my studio in Moscow, Russia. Sometimes people write and they say, Rick, is that your living room? No, this is not my living room. This is my television studio, which really is located in the capital city of Moscow, in Russia. Can you imagine years ago, we were praying for God to send people to Russia with the word of God and he sent me. And now from this location, we're bringing the word of God back to you. That is just amazing to me how God can turn history and God can turn things around. But I'm in this studio a lot. I come into this room. I sit in this chair. In fact, I spend hours and hours in this chair teaching you, but before I ever get to this chair, I spend many, many hours preparing every one of these messages. But before the camera is ever turned on, before any program is ever filmed, first I open my Bible and I read from 1 Peter chapter 4, and I begin in verse 9. And in verse 9 it says, use hospitality one to another. I read that to myself because I really want to welcome you and embrace you as I teach the Bible. Secondly, I read verse 10. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Then in verse 11, if any man speak, that's what I'm doing when I'm on TV, so I take this very seriously. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God, and here is the purpose. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Doing the ministry of Jesus. Ministering to others in the name of Jesus. We're doing it all for Jesus, that Jesus might be glorified. And it is my goal to be the very best I can be when I'm sitting in this chair talking to you. And when we really embrace God's assigned place for our lives, we need to embrace it with all of our gusto and be as professional as we can, realizing this is serious business when we're on divine assignment. I'm on divine assignment. You're in divine assignment. You say, well, I'm just a mother. That's a divine assignment. That's a big assignment. And God wants you to be the very best you can be Regardless of where you are or what you're doing, you're on assignment. And Jesus wants you to be the best you can be right where you are. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Thank you for joining me for today's program. It's the end of the week. And we have had such a good time together, you and me, as we've been studying about how we need to accept God's assigned place for our lives. God has a place for me. It's assigned to me. And God has a place that is assigned for you. And when you get in your place, that's really when everything begins to make sense. That's why I want you to get my series, which is called Accepting Your God-Assigned Place. It comes in multiple formats. The back of the series says, in this series, you'll learn how to identify where God wants you to be. You can identify where God wants you to be. How to get in alignment with His perfect plan for your life. How to overcome the fear of transition. 
how to adapt and thrive in God's place for you. I know that you want to know where God wants you to be and what you're supposed to do. And when you finally find that place, wow, life will become full color for you. That's why I want you to get this series. Five parts, comes in multiple formats, and it comes with such a great study guide. The study guide will really enforce everything you see or hear. And right now we're offering you my book, which is called the point of no return. Denise and I and our family, our sons, we passed the point of no return in 1991 when we said yes to the call of God and we moved to the former Soviet Union. But at that time it wasn't former, it was the Soviet Union. Wow, I never dreamed ever in my life that my family and I would live in the Soviet Union or in Russia. But that was God's place for us. And when we stepped into that place, We'd been blessed up until that time. But when we stepped into that place, amazing things began to happen in our life. And God has worked through us and millions of people have been touched, but we had to get in God's assigned place for our life. And we had to pass the point of no return to do it. And we did it with courage and God gave us common sense on how to make that transition. So I wrote this book called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. I want you to get your copy today. I know this book will really strengthen you and it will encourage you and that's what we're all about. We want you to be strengthened and we want you to be encouraged. And for that reason, if you need prayer, remember that we're here for you and we would love to put our prayers together with yours for whatever you're facing in life. If you need someone to agree with you, to hear your heart, and to pray with you in faith, call us because we're ready to do it right now or send us an email. And as soon as your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to go to prayer for you. I promise you that. But today we're concluding our series called Accepting God's Designed Place for Your Life. And today we're going to see about how to be the best we can be wherever God has called us to be. I've got my Bible. I hope you have your Bible. And today we're going to turn to 1 Peter chapter 4 where Peter talks about accepting and embracing your particular grace, your particular gift. You know, every year I'm privileged to be one of the speakers at the Kenneth Copeland Ministers Conference. I think it's one of the best conferences on the planet every year. And in that conference, there is such an array of speakers. Happy Caldwell is there. Billy Brim comes and speaks. Mac Hammond speaks. Jesse Duplantis speaks. Of course, Brother Copeland speaks. There's such an array of speakers. And when I sat on the front row, I always think about what I have to give to the conference because I'm a speaker and my part is usually a little different than what everybody else has to give, but everybody's part is different. And over the years, I have just come to cherish and to totally enjoy every person's flavor. Every person brings such a special flavor, such new color. Every person sparkles so differently and that's because every person has a different grace. There's never any competition. We all just come with what we have to give, and together we bring the manifold grace of God. And it's such a demonstration every year in that wonderful conference. Well, God has a grace. He has a charisma, a gift that he wants to sparkle through your life. God really has one for you. And Peter refers to this in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. And listen to what Peter says in this remarkable verse. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 
But notice how he begins in this verse. He says, every man, every man. It doesn't say some men or special men. It says every man. He's speaking to the whole church. Every man in Greek is the word hekestos, which is an all-inclusive term that embraces everyone with no one excluded, which means if you're saved, if you're in the body of Christ, you're included in this verse. God has a special gift to operate in your life. He really does. In fact, he goes on to say, as every man has received the gift, even the word received here is so very important. It's a translation of the Greek word lambano, at least a form of the word lambano. It means to receive into one's possession, to take into one's control and ownership. It carries the idea of taking hold of something, grasping onto something, embracing something so tightly that it becomes your very own. And is used in this verse, this word lambano here translated as received, means God sees it as our responsibility to accept and take ownership of the gift that he has placed in our life. I'll use me as an example. I know what I do. It's my part. My part is different from others. There are so many good Christian TV programs you can watch, and every program sparkles a little differently. My part is to bring the teaching of the Bible verse by verse, not even just verse by verse, word by word, exegeting from the Greek New Testament. Well, I knew that was God's call on my life when I was a young man. So I began to study the Greek New Testament. I actually took Greek in college. I worked with the director of the classics department for years, and I began to develop this gift in my life. And I understood I had to take hold of this gift. I had to take ownership of this gift in my life. And likewise, God has a gift for you. And God wants you to receive it and take ownership of it. And as the owner of that gift, you have to develop that gift. You have to manage that gift. You say, well, Rick, what do you mean by gift? Well, let's look at it. It says, as every man has received the gift. The word gift in Greek is the word charisma. It's where you get the term for a charismatic. Charismatics are those that are grace gifted. That's what the word charismatic means. But here it is the word charisma. And I'm going to read to you from my notes. The word charisma, which here is translated as the word gift, is from the word charis. The word charis is the word grace. So a charisma is a grace given gift which first of all tells us we're not talking about a natural talent or a natural ability. This is something given to you by God. It's something given to you by grace. It may work through your natural talents, but this is a supernatural endowment from heaven. It is derived from the word charis, the word for grace, but when it becomes the word charisma, as we find in this verse, it depicts something that is given or imparted by grace, and this word was used to describe the moment when the gods, you see, it's, Paul used this word, it's from a pagan environment, but he carries it into the New Testament. When the gods graced or donated, now listen, when the gods graced or donated supernatural ability, favor, or power to an individual. So a charisma is a divine donation. It's something given to you. Thus, this word meant a gracious gift. Therefore, a person who has received a charisma, a gift, has received a donation or an enablement from God that equips him in some supernatural manner. Now, let me carry something else into this. The word charis by itself, which is the word grace, which is the root of this word charisma, the word grace described a special touch of the gods. 
That's really what the word grace meant. And when a person received grace from the gods, it changed him. In fact, it changed him so much that the word grace in some ancient literature even meant to be under a divine spell. Because when a person came under the grace of the gods, it was like they were under a spell. They were changed. They acted different. They behaved different. Under that grace, they were able to do what normally they would not be able to do. All of that is in the context of the grace of God. When God's grace touches us, it's like we come under the divine spell of God. That really is what the grace of God is. It brings us under the divine spell of God. It transforms us. It empowers us. It's a donation from heaven that enables us to do what naturally we would never be able to do. And that grace expresses itself in every one of us in a charisma, which is a specific gift. That is what Peter says in this verse, every man. The Greek word hekestos, every single man, no one excluded. It is an all-encompassing word. If you know Jesus, you have received a charisma because the grace of God is operative in your life. And when the grace of God is operative in your life, it expresses itself through a charisma, through some kind of enablement or some kind of gift. And you have to embrace it. That's why Peter says, as every man has received, you have to take ownership of it. You have to recognize it and realize God wants you to develop it. He says that every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. The word minister is a translation of the Greek word diakonia. I want to read to you from my notes. It describes a servant whose primary responsibility was to serve food and to wait on tables. It pictures a waiter, listen to this, a waiter who painstakingly attends to the needs and wishes of a patron. This servant's supreme task was to please clients. Therefore, he served honorably, pleasurably, and in a fashion that made the people he waited on feel as if they were nobility. This is a committed professional server. Let me say that again. A committed professional server who is zealously dedicated to doing his job on the highest level possible. So when Peter says, as every man has received the gift, even so, minister, he is really calling on you and me, number one, to accept the gift that we've been given, God's assigned place, to take ownership of that grace gift, this donation which we have received from heaven, and to become so good in our particular gifting that we become excellent, we become superb at what we do. That is what the word minister means. I'll give you an example of me. Just to prepare for these programs, I work very hard. I prepare hours and hours and hours. These Greek words don't just pop off of the page. In order to serve you this spiritual meal, I've got to dive deep. I've got to work very hard. Our editors have to work very hard to prepare these programs. We're serving because we aim to please. We want to be the best we can be. We want to be a diakonas, a high-level servant, in the way that we administrate the gifts which God has placed in our life. But Peter goes on to say, even so minister the same one to another, which means the focus is one another. We're not graced so we can talk about ourselves. We're graced with gifts because we're supposed to release them to others. I'm praying that my gift is being a blessing to you. God has given you a gift and if you release it, it will operate through you to be a blessing to others. In fact, Peter goes on to say, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The word good is the plural version of the Greek word kalos. The word kalos 
refers to anything that is outwardly attractive. So we're to minister the grace of God in an attractive way. It describes that which is inwardly noble. We should be very noble in the way that we minister the gifts that we've received. It is frequently used to denote good, noble actions or superior behavior. It is something that is exceptional of the highest quality, outstanding or superb. God expects us to be superb in the way that we minister the grace that we have received. In fact, he goes on to say to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What does that word steward mean? Oh, this word steward is so powerful. The Greek word oikodomos, which describes the rule or management of a house. It was used to depict leaders who had been entrusted with great managerial responsibility. Anyone entrusted with managerial responsibilities. And in fact, we find this word steward used in Romans chapter 16, verse 23, to describe a man in Corinth by the name of Erastus, who was the city manager. It's really describing managerial responsibilities. And here Peter says, every man heckest us, Everyone, with no exception, everyone included, it's all-encompassing, has received. God has given you something. You're to take ownership of it. You're to possess it, a gift, the Greek word charisma, a divine enablement. And you are to minister, this word minister, the Greek word diakonia, professionally, the highest level possible. God expects you to take your gift to the highest level you can take it to. One to another, people need your gift. Don't put yourself down and say your gift is not important. If God has given you a grace, if he's given you a gift, it's because somebody out there needs your gift. And we're to be good stewards. The word good means the highest quality, outstanding, superb. The word stewards means management. We're to be the very best we can be at managing and administrating the grace that has been placed in our life. And he calls it the manifold grace of God. Wow. That word manifold is a Greek word poikilas. The word poikilas is the same word used in the Old Testament Septuagint to describe Joseph's coat of many colors. Many colors is this Greek word poikilas. Manifold colors, variegated colors, diverse colors. And here we find that the grace of God comes in all colors. It comes in multiple shades. It sparkles differently. I think about a diamond. You know, when you put a diamond into the light, that diamond begins to refract all different colors. It's just brilliant. It is dazzling. And that is the way the grace of God is in us when we let it shine. We become dazzling. And we're all so different. And that is wonderful. It makes the body of Christ interesting. Why would you want to be like somebody else when you can be who you are? I don't want to be like anybody else. I'm who I am. For years when I was younger, I tried to be everybody else, and I finally woke up and realized I'm different, and that's not bad, that's good, that's the manifold grace of God working in me. I have my own color, I have my own shade, I dazzle differently than everybody else, and they all dazzle differently than me, and that's good, because the grace of God is manifold. It is variegated, it is multicolored, it is diverse, it is diversified. And actually, the RIV of this verse would be, Every single one of you, without exception, has received a grace-given gift. Embrace what God has placed inside you. Take ownership of it.
and do your best to develop and use that gift to meet the needs of one another. God has entrusted a great deal to you by placing such a dazzling gift in your life, and he's depending on you to be faithful with this important responsibility. Is that amazing? Wow. But wait, Peter goes on in verse 11, and Peter says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. The word oracle, the Greek word logikon, which means a divine oracle or a clear channel for the voice of God. We should do everything we can to be the clearest channel we can be for God to speak through us, the clearest channel for the grace of God to operate through our life, and that's our responsibility. We have to take management of the gift. We have to take ownership of the gift, do everything we can do to be the best channel for the gifts of God that we can be. But wait, he goes on to say, if any man minister... Let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. As of the ability in Greek says ex iskuos, out of the strength which God giveth. Wait, 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 wait. The word giveth is a Greek word. Corregio, ay, ay, ay. Listen to the meaning of this word. It is where we get the word for a choreography or a full production. A full production. It depicts an epic chorus, a grand event, which means when the grace of God operates through me, and when the grace of God operates through you or someone else, when it flows through you as a clear channel, it is quite a production. It is amazing. It is a grand event when the gifts of God in me and in you begin to operate. It's like a theatrical event as we watch the Spirit of God move on the stage and put on a show for everybody. It is a divine enablement to do what you could never do by yourself. But when you throw open the doors and embrace the gift which God has placed in you, wow, God will put on quite an event through you. All of that happens because of a divine enablement that God has placed in your life. My friend, I want you to be the best you can be at whatever God has called you to be or to do. Quit struggling and comparing yourself to others and learn to embrace and accept the place that God has assigned to you. Your place and your gifting is unique. Embrace it. It's really special. It's really special. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you. How do you get from where you are to where God wants you to be? Sometimes before you can get into the right place, you have to get unstuck from where you are. When you finally move into the place God has for you, you'll find supernatural blessings waiting for you. In the five-part series, Accepting Your God-Assigned Place, you'll learn how to identify where God wants you to be, how to get into alignment with God's plan for your life, how to overcome the fear of transition, how to adapt and thrive in God's new place for your life. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series will help you make the overdue decisions that you wanted to make for a long time. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase the book, The Point of No Return. In this powerful book, Rick vividly describes how to take steps of faith into your God-designed future. It's time for you to stop looking across the river of change and start believing the waters will part as you step forward in faith. You can do it, but you need to know how. And that is what you'll discover in this timely book. Don't delay ordering your copy today because it will help propel you into the plan God has for you. Order your copy of The Point of No Return for only $15. Don't miss this special offer, accepting your God-assigned place and The Point of No Return. 
Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friend, this is Rick Renner and I want to give you a report about our ministry expansion project. As I've told you, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People are responding to us from all over the world. They're tuning in and listening to our teaching on television, on YouTube, in all kinds of media, and they're reaching out to us for prayer and for resources. And because of that, we need a new facility in Tulsa to accommodate all the souls that God is bringing to us. And at the same time, we are constructing a brand new TV facility in Moscow because we have outgrown this space. Now we are doing five to seven live broadcasts a day, and we simply need a new studio. So at one time, we need a new studio in Moscow. We need a new building in Tulsa, and you have done so much to help us, but we still have a ways to go. So I'm asking you to continue to pray about being a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our lives. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings. It's about people. The only reason we need the space is because God is graciously sending us people and he is entrusting us to minister to them and to respond to their needs. And I think you know that in our ministry, we're very serious about ministering to those who reach out to us. Every day I sit in this chair and I bring teaching to people that I believe they can trust. We're told in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, that the lips of the righteous feed many. And I know that is my assignment from the Lord. And when you're a partner and when you're a part of the giving team to help us purchase the new building in Tulsa and to build the studio in Moscow together, we will bring teaching to people that they can trust and the word of God will change their lives. And I want to say thank you for your help. And if you've not helped us yet, would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our life. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. After hearing today's program, I want you to look in the mirror every morning and say, I shine differently than everybody else. I have a different grace operating in me. It makes me special. It makes me unique. My friend, that is the truth. You have to embrace that grace and let that grace work through you. You have to embrace it. You've got to take ownership of it and decide you're going to be the very best you can be at distributing the wonderful grace of God that is intended to flow through you toward others. It is amazing what happens if you'll just embrace the grace which God has placed in your life. By the way, today is the last day we're offering my series, which is called Accepting Your God-Assigned Place. This series is just packed with encouragement about how to know God's place for you to get in it and really shine in that place. It comes in multiple formats. I want you to order your copy and order it right now today. It's the last day we're offering it and it comes with the study guide. The study guide is so wonderful. I love these study guides because they're packed with all the Greek words, 
all the points, all the principles. There's so much in these study guides. And today we're also offering you my book called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. And for those who become partners, if you're already a partner, thank you so much. But if you've been thinking about becoming a partner, why don't you just do that? Go online or call us right now to become a partner. And the moment you become a partner, that's someone who financially, regularly supports this ministry to help us take this teaching to others, immediately we'll send you a package of books as our way of saying, welcome to the partner family. But I speak the blessing of God to you, my friend. Quit struggling with who you are and accept the grace of God that's been given unto you. Embrace your place and you'll flourish. I speak it to you in the name of Jesus. I look forward to seeing you in the next program. And never forget Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.